Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. It's time for the Overtime Show with Nate Geary. Hey everybody, welcome in to the Overtime Show here on WGR. The Bills lose again in a, you know, another heartbreaking fashion where this time the kick wide right after they lose 13 seconds to this team and the bills are out in the AFC divisional round once again for what is now the third straight year so it only gets more difficult from here unfortunately you know this was the season that they weren't going to have to get through Joe Burrow they had the well the ripest Kansas City Chiefs team for you know defeat on on the road in Buffalo um they hadn't really scored more than 21 points since, I don't know. Oh, there's so much. It feels like just a lot of disagreement, at least from most of the people that I've, you know, interacted with on Twitter is it feels like there's really not any one thing everyone's pointing to and saying this has to change for this team to get better other than fire the coach because that's the convenient thing to do and um, you know, Stefan Diggs is washed and I don't know. So listen, this is what happens. I mean, after a game like this, you have, um, you, you fire off takes, you're, you're looking for solutions, right? You're trying to figure out how the heck this team can find a way to get over the hump and it doesn't feel like they can. Um, and listen, I don't know that they ever will. I, you know, I've listened, I mean, I lived my whole life in Buffalo and Western New York and been rooting for this team since I was born. And, um, you know, my, my memory sort of dates back to my initial memories of the bills dates back to the music city miracle. So why in, you know, on God's green earth, what I think someone that's 32 years old, a millennial, um, that this team will ever win a super bowl. And then, you know, you, you go back to the people before me, um, in my dad's age, in his mid to late fifties, um, who went through four straight Super Bowl losses, and um, why the heck would anyone that age think um, that this is a franchise that's going to you know win a Super Bowl? It just it, it gets harder and harder every year. You know, I listen to Mike and Chris on my way in back from the stadium, and um, you know I was there for the game, and um, you know <clears throat> the first half I thought really went in the Bills' favor, um, but I think they tried to go to the well too much on offense. They scored seven points in the second half. Obviously, the big Stephon Diggs drop that hurts. Um, you know, but that's not the play that changes the game. I don't think that the the pass to Khalil Shakir that fell short. Um, I don't think this game was on Josh Allen. I don't disagree with all of the game plan. I thought running the football, they were very effective at it. I thought they should have kept running the football, and they did. Um, but they became too predictable. Uh, every first down, they were running the football, and it came back to haunt them in, on the last drive. They just couldn't run in the third, third uh, in the fourth quarter because they knew they were running on every first down. That's where you have to be more diverse. You have to be able to have positive plays on first down, and you're allowed to throw the football on first down. You're allowed to take a shot down the field on second and two. This is the team that just wanted to you know, constantly become, they have this, you know, unbelievable quarterback with an unbelievable skill set. And um, I like what Joe Brady did coming in. I thought um, he changed the offense and, and, and really became a consistent 
you know, uh, offensive coordinator that wanted to run the football, and he, I thought the offense in the run game was far more diverse under him than Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey had like three run plays that they just kept con- continue to go back to the well to, and I thought, you know, that I, I thought that Joe Brady took what Ken Dorsey did well in the run game, which wasn't a whole lot, and built on it and made it a little bit more diverse. And we saw James Cook at times pop off. James Cook had another terrible drop today that should have been a would-be touchdown. He's dropped like four touchdowns this year. Drops plagued this team all season long. And that's an execution thing. That's not an offensive coordinator thing. The offensive coordinator did a good job getting those guys open, and they didn't execute. And But the idea that you know they're going to throw the ball 25 times behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage, that, that's not for this quarterback, dude. This is That's for Brock Purdy. That's for Tua Tunga Viola. That's for guys that don't have the ability to fit the ball into tight windows in the intermediate and deep parts of the area. Six throws over 10 yards? That's not a recipe to beat Patrick Mahomes. And if you want to tell me that the recipe to, to beat Patrick Mahomes is that keeping the ball away from him and not trying to outscore him. I don't what planet do you live on? That's my I guess take on this is I get the game plan. It's a defense it's a defensive head coach who now is an offensive coordinator who is buying into the fact that they need to be the run heaviest team in the NFL and throw screen passes to a 120 million dollar receiver who had never in his life has been a receiver that you're catching and hoping to get yards after catch. He's not Tyreek Hill, that's not his strength. He's an intermediate receiver. You throw the ball to the intermediate spots of the field into tight windows and don't tell me that Stephon Diggs can't get open anymore. Yeah, he had a couple of bad drops over the course of the season, and that's going to happen to every... Do Tyreek Hill had a terrible drop every single week. Is he washed? No. The idea that Stephon Diggs can't get open? Give me a break. I mean, they missed him. Josh Allen missed him four weeks in a row this year, and he completely... He made he made uh, Jalen Ramsey look like a JV player, uh, and, and Josh Allen missed him. That is going to happen. Just the takes of, of Diggs is washed, and you, know, you can be mad at Stephon Diggs for a lot of things, but the idea that nobody could get open so their only passing hopes were to throw screen passes and I'm supposed to be okay with that? Give me a break. It's it's tough, and I'm frustrated. Everyone's frustrated, and, and we're all looking for answers. I'm looking for answers, but I don't think the answers are that you throw screen passes 100 times in every game. That's the only way you can get your $120 million wide receiver open. No. I mean, just no. And, you know, the fake punt. Like, what are we doing on the fake punt? Man, there just was so many. Again, you feel like in a big game, boneheaded decisions. I, I don't know. They they should have tried the, the third and eight play. Josh Allen throws it away. It's fourth and eight. I don't blame, you know, I don't blame Sean McDermott for kicking the field goal. But they weren't going to win that game, kicking the field goal. So we can blame, you know, Tyler Bass, but... They had two timeouts and a minute left. Give, give, if you don't think that going down the field and, you know, if you don't think with two timeouts that Patrick Mahomes is going to get themselves in field goal position with Harrison Butker to win that football game and tear your heart out in just a different way, then I just feel like, where have you been? Um, it's it's tough because... The season had, it's obviously every season's roller coaster. There are marathons. A lot of things happen throughout the course of a season. This one was weird because you felt like you wanted to fire the coach halfway through. They rallied around him. I thought, I thought Sean McDermott was calling some of the best defense I've seen in my life with all of the injuries. It caught up to them. They didn't have answers today. And A.J. Klein couldn't cover anybody. And he's, you know, putting in a possible decision. He was going to Cancun with his family two weeks ago. And now he's asked to, he's running out of the tunnel as a starter in an AFC divisional playoff game against Patrick Mahomes. It's just an impossible position to ask um, you know AJ Klein to come bail you out and they were down to their fifth and sixth linebackers I, I mean I, I give a lot of credit to Sean McDermott he turned the defense around with not a lot of pieces at the wide uh, at, at the linebacker position which is one of the more important positions in his defense um, Rasul Douglas I if, if I want to maybe rag on McDermott it was sticking with Klein and Douglas all game when it was clear Douglas was not a hundred percent he was getting beat a couple of times by MVS down the middle this was the game where you just put in Kyrie Elam and tried Dorian Williams they did finally put Dorian Williams toward towards the end of the game and made a couple of great plays. That terrible pass interference call against him was terrible. I mean, in this crew, this referee crew, give me, you know, how, how many more breaks does the can do the Kansas City Chiefs need? Hockley. Should have known that was going to be the outcome of this game when Hockley was named the, the, the referee of this game. But they didn't lose because Sean Hockley had a, a phantom pass interference call. Um, but I just... I like Joe Brady. Uh, I think he's a quality 
NFL offensive coordinator. I just don't think he's the offensive coordinator for the quarterback that I have on my team right now. I need a court. I need an offensive court. And listen, part of this is, yeah, you know, you're building a game plan around a specific opponent. You didn't think you were going to be able to stop him, and then it turns out during the game you could not stop the Kansas City Chiefs. But for a, imagine for a moment that. The Kansas City Chiefs defense wasn't that good, which, by the way, they've won Super Bowls with the Kansas City defense not being that good. Could you imagine a scenario in a world where because you felt like your receivers couldn't get open, which, by the way, no, no receivers for Kansas City could get open all year, but that didn't stop them from throwing the football down the field. Um, that didn't stop – they, they didn't go in and you know, tuck their tail between their legs and throw screen passes uh, to Rasheed Rice. No, they found ways. You have to be able to find ways to feature Stephon Diggs. The idea he can't get open anymore is nonsense. He can get open. He's proven it. They just ask him to – run he had two targets on the first two plays of the game and had three catches on the day one of them came on the first play yeah he fumbled Uh, just you know it's man he's your best hope and he didn't do a good enough job figuring out ways to get him the ball it's just to me plain and simple um yeah i don't know we'll all search for things to be mad at there's a plethora of things to be mad at so you know, are you wrong for being mad at one thing and it's not the same thing I'm mad at? No. I mean, it just, it, this, it is ultimately what it is. And uh, another season where they lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, I uh, said that during pregame is if you can't beat this team now, you're probably never beating the Kansas City Chiefs. And now it feels like the idea of this team ever winning a Super Bowl with, you know, Joe Burrow coming back, who's already been to a Super Bowl, your team hasn't. Um, now, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to have an opportunity to be in a Super Bowl before Josh Allen. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Uh, traded away their best receiver, won another Super Bowl, and then are going to get back to another AFC Championship game before the before you even get to an AFC Championship game. Yeah, they got to one and lost to this Chiefs team. But my, my point is, I, I don't know where to go with the team. Um, Josh Allen's an unbelievable player. Um, you know, they miss Matt Milano greatly. Uh, it sucks that, you know, Jordan Poyer and, and Micah Hyde um, aren't going to get an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl um, or even get back to the AFC Championship game. Um, I think their best bet to win a Super Bowl and, and get to an AFC Championship game was 13 seconds. And alas, you know what happened with that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a grim day. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about what went wrong. And then by Wednesday, we'll all be on to the draft and what they should be doing and who they should keep and how they're going to create cap space. And that's just not where I wanted to be um, today with an opportunity to beat this team at home. You had all of the things in your favor. You had him at home. Um, this was the worst Chiefs offense. 21 points a game. I mean, mediocre at best. Middle of the road. Um, and the you, uh, just wide open, you know, missed coverages and Travis Kelsey somehow, some way as just w- nobody within 20 yards of him. It's just a super frustrating, uh, specifically a second-half performance. Scoring second seven second-half points with your offense uh, is unacceptable. Um, so that's, that's where we are. And, um, you know, there's more soul-searching and um, you know, there'll be indictments of Josh Allen all offseason. It's all Josh Allen's fault, right? Uh, he can't win the big game. He's Warren Moon. He's Dan Marino. Um, when I think that just grossly under overcharacterizes, um, you know, his role in the Bills' inability uh, to get past the AFC division round. It's not on Josh Allen. Um, I think he's an incredible player, and I think they've got probably the wrong coaches uh, to maximize Josh Allen's career. And I don't think it's going to change. I don't think the ownership group here is going to make a move this uh, tomorrow uh, and fire Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott will be the head coach of this football team next year. He's going to be the head coach regardless of the results next year, the year after that. And there's a good chance that Sean McDermott is probably never going to win a Super Bowl here, but he will continue to be the head coach. So that's that's the world we live in, talking and arguing about whether or not they should fire him, I think is a moot point because they're not going to do that, and maybe they'll move in another coordinator. Maybe they'll remove the interim tag off Joe Brady, and, and they'll bring him back next year. That's probably a solid bet. There's going to be some offensive coordinators, Eric Bieniemy, some other names that will be available um, if the Bills want to you know, go a different direction. I, I don't think they will. I think they'll stick with Joe Brady, and I think Joe Brady's done a good enough job um, to earn the position full-time. I just, I, I'm not I, Watching this passing attack devolve the way that it did in the second half of the season, I know that they got better running the football, but I don't want... To me, this this conversation is so it's like senile to me. Is that well, Nate? They ran the ball better, so we really like Joe Brady, and I do too. I think that was a huge success of Joe Brady's. But the 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 de-evolution of the passing game and the ability to beat teams down the field, I can't. You can have both in a world, I think, right? Like you can be able to run the football and still use Josh Allen the way that he should be used, which is throwing the football down the field. And if we can't, if that's not part of the plan, then I need to find someone who can utilize Josh Allen and not. 
not just Josh Allen, the runner, but Josh Allen, the quarterback that can throw the football and make throws not a lot of other guys in the league can make. So uh, there's my rant. I feel like I'm saying the same thing over again because I'm mad about one thing, but there's, I'm mad about a lot of things. It's just it's easy to be mad about this particular thing. 803-0550. I want to take a timeout. It's the top of the hour. We'll come back. We'll get more of your phone calls at 803-0550. We'll hear, we're going to replay Josh Allen and head coach Sean McDermott, all that stuff. If I got more player sound from the locker room that's live, we'll play for you there as well. Tomorrow on WGR, it's a playoff edition of Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe will break the game down in the morning. Extra point show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Show up in Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. Buffalo Bills. Football Monday, all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. And real quick, for every field goal this season, the Good Feet Store will make a donation to the Evanwood Fund. Join our goal to help chronically ill children and their families right here in our hometown. Timeout, update on the other side. Again, phone calls as well here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Going to roll out to his left, nowhere to go, fires to the end zone, and it's caught! Caught in the end zone for a touchdown! An unbelievable flick of the wrist from Josh Allen to who else? Glue hands, Khalil Shakir. He doesn't drop anything. All right, welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Nate Geary back at our Amherst studios. Let's get a quick eye on the quarterback. It's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Josh Allen finishes 26 of 39 for 185 yards. Yep, that's that's his that's a wild stat line. <laughs> 26 completions under 200 yards. But yeah, it's a great game plan. Uh, Josh Allen finished uh, 12 for 72 and two two scores. And James Cook finishes the game uh, with 18 carries for 62 yards uh, as well. On top of that, let's go to the phones and get caught up with our fans. Let's go to Dan. Dan, you're on the overtime show. Welcome, Dan, and thanks for hanging out. Dan, yeah, you there? Sorry. Yep. Go ahead, man. I'm here. Yeah, well, I want to talk about Tyler Bass. All year long, he's been missing to the right, not accurate. All like none, none of the uh, kicks are accurate at all. And this game, same thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Dan. I appreciate it. Let's go to Terry and Lackawanna. Terry, you're on the uh, the overtime show. Welcome. Hey, man. How you doing, bud? I'm good. You know, I'm just calling because you know, you watch these games, you see Josh Allen drop back in, in the pocket. He throws Stephon Diggs, you know, five, six you know, yards in the field. These screen passes just not working. You know, you, you talk about the stat, like 26 yards down the field. What are we doing here? You know, like, well, we get rid of, you know, we bring in Joe Brady and we're throwing for five to six yards for our star receiver on these screen passes. And the guy can't even catch anything down the field. You know, 
I'm a first-time caller, you know, big listener. Just, you know, just kind of want to, like, get your thoughts. I'm just going to hang up and listen, okay? No, thanks for the call, Terry. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling. And I don't know what's wrong with Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, I maybe some injuries. He maybe got a little banged up. I, I just I, – I guess I refuse to believe it's all on Stephon Diggs. Yes, the drops were tough. Again, Tyreek Hill has huge – I mean, he literally cost his team a couple of games this year with drops. Um, would anybody want – you know, I mean, he's still, still Tyreek Hill. Um, I think for me, this game didn't come down to that one drop. Um you know, it's like, I, I think for me, um, he still gets open, and they didn't do a good good enough job figuring out how to use him. So, I'm sure he's not going to be super thrilled about it. I'm sure he'll tweet a bunch about it this offseason cryptically, because that's what wide receivers do. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a good answer on, on what happened. I think his role became weird. Um, he's never been a yard, big yards after catch guy. He was a down the field guy, an intermediate guy, and they turned him into a guy that catches screen passes like he's Isaiah McKenzie. I think that's part of the issue, to be honest. Let's go to Adam in Los Angeles. Thanks, Adam. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, you know, I, look, I can appreciate your point on Diggs. I don't, I don't put it all on Diggs. I don't. Um, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, I think we all can agree with there. Uh, but I mean, come on. I mean, you know, team's number one, making $20 million a year or whatever he's making on his new contract here. Um, catch that ball. Um, yep. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, even if they catch that ball, look, there's what, and I'm guessing three and a half minutes left at that time or three minutes left or whatever it was, um, you're still going to give KC yep. enough time to put it down and, 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 and finish, you know, Put, put the put the nail in the coffin there, and, you know, our defense is in shambles. And so that's tough. So on a more macro standpoint, I mean, I mean, you know, Kincaid, great addition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Diggs, hard, hard season down the stretch. I mean, game in, game out. For whatever reason, we just cannot target him down the field correctly. I agree with you. Intermediate balls, where are they? Intermediate balls. I feel like in the, you know, creme de la creme seasons, or, uh, you know, down this last four or five-year stretch, COVID year 20 and 21, it was like, I don't know, you know, second and eight, you just knew they were going over the middle for digs for 12, 13 yards. Boom, there he is. And that's just been gone, right? Uh, it, 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 unless it's, you know, I don't know, uh, Dorsey, who's gone, or now Brady, um, we're not scheming correctly, in my opinion. Um, that's tough. And the offense has been healthy. The offense has been healthy. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, you know, so there's no excuse there. I mean, I don't know, McDermott, right? And so McDermott is his last year. I don't know. I mean, good play caller. I mean, you know, he probably did more with that defense than almost anyone could have he's a fantastic Uh, defensive play caller I mean he's really good he probably got more out of the defense this year than maybe any other coach would have yeah I agree with you uh I agree with you I mean just piecing players together I mean I I I saw Tyler Medikevich come out and I I mean you know in all honesty I was a pucker factor of nine I'm like are you kidding me like what are we gonna do um so kudos to him Uh, and and, uh, and honestly (laughs) you know look I was I was screaming at the TV like anyone else, but in retrospect, that punt fake, I get it. It didn't work, but my God, you, you roll Josh Allen out there for fourth and five. We can't get the ball down the field. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I don't hate the guy for going for it there in that moment. I, I don't. I don't. Um, if the result's different, we're all praising him, right? Yeah, so, that's the way it goes, yeah, man. <laughs> right? And so I guess my point is, I don't know if Diggs is washed. I, I can't say that. I, I think that's egregious, right? Yeah. Sorry, man. Had a, you were making a good point, and then, you know, what are you going to do? Let's go to Jonathan Buffalo. Jonathan, you're on the uh, the Overtime Show. Welcome. Hi. I just wanted to say, uh, I think the run-heavy approach was actually a, a, a good call. I think we knew going into this game that the defense was going to struggle with all the injuries, and the, the margins are really fine. I think – if we weren't driving the ball and controlling the clock, I think this game would have looked like the Bengals last year. But if we could have stopped them, it would have looked like the Cowboys game. So, 
you know, it's super fine margin. There the is. That we can't pass the ball downfield. Um, that, that's super frustrating. But I, I really think, I think it, given our struggles on the defense, I think the game went pretty much as well as you could have expected. The big problem is we're just always, you know, one play away, one play short. We always go to the well one too many times. It's yeah, running, like it that. works, it works, it works, and then we get stuck. And it's like a loss of three. And then even on the drive where we scored the touchdown, it was like third and goal from 13, same thing. So I don't really know what the answer is, but uh, I hope that perspective helps. No, I, I think it, I, I like the, the idea of going to the well too many times. Uh, yes. Well said. I, I think that's right. I think that's maybe my biggest criticism right now um, is, you know, it's, Yeah, that's it's a good perspective. Let's go to Tom and Binghamton. You're on the overtime show. Welcome. Yes, I I would just like to say, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about it. We got maybe six, seven years of a great Josh Allen, and I'm really asking myself. I do like Sean McDermott, but I'm asking myself, you know, when Joe Burrow's come back, is he the guy that's going to beat you past Cincinnati? Is he the guy that's going to beat beat you past Kansas City? And I don't think he is. And I know people like Belichick. I like him too. But with a great quarterback, he was able to win. And I just don't see him getting us past Kansas, uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati as much as I look at it. And, I, I, you know, I think he's that type of coach that, will, yeah, we'll get the division around and stuff. But, you know, it took us 15 years to find Josh Allen. we got six or seven years left. I think people in Pagoulas really have to look. Is he going to lead his past there? And I don't believe he will. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because uh, you know how hard it is. We suffer through a lot of starting quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Tom. I don't agree with you. I don't. I don't think Josh Allen has six or seven years. He he probably has more than six or seven years, but he does not have six or seven years more of what we are seeing right now. That's to me the biggest difficulty of this. Um, and these conversations we have every year. The idea that Josh Allen's going to be able to run for 71 yards in a playoff game and run for you know two touchdowns a game and bulldoze guys, those, just ask Cam Newton, those days go and they come quickly. And when he is left to be a passer, he'll be a, still be a great quarterback. But how good he is right now is not a six- or seven-year proposition. It is maybe one or two more years at the level that he plays at right now running the football. And that, to me, is the window that is, that it, that is shrinking. It's not that the window closes when Josh Allen can't be that quarterback anymore. But eventually, he will not be able to be that quarterback. And at that point... That time is rapidly approaching. I mean, you look at guys that run the football like Josh Allen does. They're running backs, and they break down. I mean, look look at Derrick Henry this year. He looked like a shell of this player that he was a year ago because he is a physical runner. He invites contact. He's big, just like Josh Allen is. And eventually, those guys, they can't, they can't, they can't play this way forever. So that's right. my concern about it. Right, and it's like, is is McDermott the guy to lead us past the divisional round? I just don't know, you know. And I'm looking at it, and I, he hasn't proven over the last five years he is the guy to take us past there. So, but yeah, I agree. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I think Josh Allen will be a perfect uh, passer. No, I, I, listen, I, I, yeah, I don't disagree, Tom. That's um, I, I don't disagree. I think he'll be a great quarterback even when he can't, you know, do the things he's doing right now, but. Um, it's a shame that they have not been able to cash in on this version of Josh Allen. It's, frankly, it's criminal. Let's go to Jordan in Youngstown. Jordan, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I, I just got to call and say, uh, we got to get rid of McDermott. Uh, he, he's not getting it done. It's really coming down to coaching. We got the players. You got to hire Belichick, and as much as Bill Simmons would hate to say it, and I hate to say it because uh, he whooped our butt for years, you got to hire a good coach. Coaching wins, and to me, that's what it boils down to. You, you got to hire the coach, and 
the defense looked pretty good, especially, you know, with a lot of backups. Offense looked great. And uh, that's what I got to say, and I'll listen to you talk. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jordan. Um, yeah, they're not firing Sean McDermott. So I, I, it's not that I want to dismiss your point. I just don't think there's any reason to talk about it because they're not going to fire Sean McDermott. So, um, and I don't even know that that's the right move. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it at this point. Uh, because either way, if I have an opinion on it, you know, half the people will be upset that that I have the opinion. And then if I say that I have an opinion and I think they shouldn't fire him, the other people uh, will say, well, you should fire him. So it's just it seems like a conversation I'm not really interested in having because there's no winners in it. Um, and frankly, they're not going to do it. So why have the conversation? Let's go to Dominic on his cell phone. Dominic, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yep. Um, yeah, I just got home from the game. I everyone's missing the point. Everyone's calling out McDermott and the, you know, the going for the punt. Everyone should be calling out Terry Pagula. What I, what my problem is, I think the Bills with him running it, they just want to be good enough to win the division, have the new stadium, sell the tickets, and that's my my big problem. When you have Sean McDermott, he's a good coach. He would be a phenomenal defensive coordinator. When he is your head coach. And you have Josh Allen. We're turning into the Marty Schottenheimer Chargers, and it's a disgrace. Josh Allen plays just as good as Mahomes every goddamn game, and it's his decision. If I was Josh Allen, I would ask to be traded. It's a disgrace. Josh Allen is one of the best players I've ever seen in my entire life. And what he does, if they do not switch this up, and it's not even McDermott's fault, it's Terry Pagula. Everyone is missing the point. It is Terry Pagula. All he cares about is being just good enough to beat Tua Turnabalova and win the division. Jack in Buffalo. Welcome, Jack. Welcome to the Overtime yeah, Show. Thank you. It occurs to me that uh, the person with the best feel for the game on the field is Josh Allen. It occurs to me it's time for him to have control over the play call. What do you think? Uh, that's... You know, just not what we do in the NFL. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Patrick in Hamburg. Patrick, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome. Patrick, you there? Yes. It's, hey, hey, it's Joe Driscoll's brother. Hey, Joe, how are you? Or Patrick, hey, Joe, Joe, Driscoll's Joe Driscoll's brother. Driscoll's brother. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick, go ahead. I want to shout out Christian Selgate for an amazing year. They uh, helped raise a lot of money for buddy's second home project and uh uh last last week they i know they did squares for an alzheimer's um thing going on so i just want to let you know if you're ever in houston you got a bills backers bar who that's all bills all bills fans and as a dolphins fan going there it's uh it's not fun but uh now listening to the last couple callers um i would like to say as it coming from a dolphins fan i have no Bill's bias, besides anti, it's, uh, this is not McDermott's fault. This is not Josh Allen's fault. It was a close game until the end, and I don't know what to tell you. You, you lose the KC. That's what happens. It happens to everyone, and just wasn't your week this week. And you keep the same, you keep the same team next year, and you had the same chances as you did this year, and this was probably the team to go there. I don't think – I think everyone blaming McDermott and Allen and – you're just wrong, and and that's coming from somebody again, not a Bills fan myself, but seeing the fans, seeing the seeing the team, watching the games, being here in Buffalo, you, you, it's, it's not them. But just want to just want to shout out Christian's tailgate in Houston. They do a lot of great um, charities for Buffalo, even for again Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's second option is uh, is a is a Buffalo style is a Buffalo local dog shelter. All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I got to get to break, Patrick. Thanks, buddy. Uh, let's grab one more call, but then take a timeout. Let's go to Lou in Niagara Falls. Lou, you are on the Overtime Show. Welcome. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Good. Yeah, I this year, uh, th- tonight was all about play calling. And for some reason, they have gone run heavy. Now, you're running the football in the first half, but uh, to score seven points in the second half, and when did we get the ball on that last drive with six minutes left? 
you you got to be going. I mean, where is all the, the no more twenty yard chunk plays? It's all three four yard passes, uh, bubble screens. Uh, even on that last uh, set of downs, we ran on first down and we got behind the chains, behind the sticks. It was second and nine, and you got a forty million dollar quarterback. You put the ball in his hands, either pass or run on all three plays. Okay. Another thing that to say, everybody's blaming Bass. The way they played that game out, no, who's to say if even he made that field goal, they don't go down and kick it. Okay. No, they are. They are, they they for sure are. Okay. I mean, they're for sure going. Little. So don't you agree that they should have been all out trying to score a touchdown? Because you're you're giving the the, the ball to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL history, and and you're going to give him what two minutes left? I don't know what was going on there, but uh, they got to fix the receiver position. That's not good enough. Not good enough all year long, and we got to get back to what we were three years ago: a high scoring offense, high and scoring fast pace. Not seven, eight-minute drives. How many possessions did we have in the second half? Well, listen, I don't, I don't disagree with all of the game plan, Lou. And, and thanks for the call. I, I think this is an important point. They ran the ball very effectively, especially early in the first half. They ran it, they, they ran it effectively in the third quarter, and then they kept running it in the same situations over and over, and they became predictable, and then they started not having success running the, running the football. And when they stopped having success running the football, their whole offense broke down because they don't Right now, with the scheme that they have, you're right about the bubble screens. I, I don't get it. I, 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 I don't get it. You have Josh Allen, and some bubble screens are good. Um, but I mean, he had six passing attempts over ten yards. That to me is unacceptable. It's okay to score points. I don't disagree that deflating the football and you know the the saying goes you know taking the year out of the football and trying to play ball possession. There, yes, but there I, there has to be a happy median. Um, has to be a happy meeting. So, eight oh three oh five fifty the number to call. For every field goal this season, the Good Feet Store will make a donation to the Evanwood Fund. Join our goal to help chronically ill children and their families right here in our hometown. Time out. Other side. More of your phone calls at eight oh three oh five fifty. This is the overtime show on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It lowers his head and powers his way into the end zone. Josh Allen turned into a bulldozer and went two yards for the touchdown. His second rushing touchdown of the game. There's the call by Chris Brown. Welcome back to the overtime show. The Bills lose 27 to 24. Their season ends. At the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs once again. Let's go back to the phones, get a couple more phone calls before we finish off the night with head coach Sean McDermott. Let's go to Dan in North Tonawanda. Dan, thanks for hanging on hold. What do you got for me, man? Hey, I, the biggest thing that I'm having a hard time here with is 
everybody said, I don't know if it was respect the process or trust the process. You know, they had this whole thing where they, they seemed very clear in how they wanted to proceed with their whole draft, develop, resign. You know, they, they both Bean and McDermott were very, very clear about what they wanted to do. And now it seems like that process has stalled. And I don't know where to go with this. I mean, I'm not necessarily in the we need to get rid of McDermott camp, but I, I need to get some kind of answer from him as far as, like, what what's the plan here? Because it does not seem to me that they have the answers that they need or that they know how to find them. And, and the fact that, you know, they talk about complimentary football, I mean, I've heard that so many times that I was sick to my stomach all the time to hear complimentary football. Today today was a complimentary football loss. Every single, every single unit played a key role in losing that game. And, I mean, I can't – it's hard to pin the defense because they were rolling out a mash unit. But, if, but at the same time, like, just get one stop. Just, just one before the fourth quarter. I mean, to, I understand that it's Patrick Mahomes. I understand that you're very limited, but – it just, to me, it is one of those things where you need to be able to have some kind of an answer. You've seen the guy enough. This is essentially a division game. I mean, I don't, I don't know what more can be done from, from a, from a play calling standpoint. It seems like they're really, really wanting. And, and I just, and to me, it's not, I understand that like, you know, the offensive coordinator is not dropping the ball. You know, I understand that they're not missing people in the end zone, but you need to be able to put your people in better positions. So you can have that college level wide open Travis Kelsey that we saw score a touchdown. I mean, that that's the plays that we don't seem to have where there's people that are just schemed all wide open. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's Brady being handcuffed because he had to pick up whatever remains Dorsey left him and make the best that he can with it. I don't know if we bring Brady back and he ends up having a different plan for next year it can be better because he, I always thought he was Mr. Pass it all over the place because he had the, the, the Burrow and uh, Justin Jefferson offense at LSU, but it seems like he – I can see why people wanted to get rid of him in Carolina for running the ball too much. It's, it's just frustrating, and, and the team – I just don't know where to go from here. Sorry. I'm yeah, no, it's – listen, man, I, nobody knows where to go from here. That's, uh, I think, part of the frustration. It's part of the, it's part of the sadness. Um, yeah, I mean, this, it sucks. Losing sucks. Uh, you hear Josh Allen say it all the time, uh, and he ain't wrong. It does. It does suck. Let's go to uh, to Gregory in Atlanta. Gregory, you're on the overtime show. Welcome. Hey Nate, um, how you doing, man? Good. Yeah, I know how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, I kind of disagree with the last guy that I called just because. I mean, if the guy, if our kicker can make a, a kick. Then we're good. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know, Greg. You 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 think anyway, with a minute we'll left and two touchdowns that they weren't going to go back down the field and kick a game-winning field goal and win? I'd like to see the. I, I would I would like to afford our our loser city with the opportunity to to you know to see what happens. Make the kick. Anyway, yeah, I, I get it. I get uh, it. Defense, the defense uh, you decimated, uh, and and it's hard to. It's hard to pin it on the coach, but I mean, no, no middle of no spine of our defense. What do you think about putting Josh Allen in? I mean, I played both ways in high school. I'm sure you did too, but I mean, put Josh Allen in at middle linebacker and see what you know, see what see yeah. what happens. Yeah, Greg, listen. Let's go to Kelvin go. in Kaisertown. Kelvin, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Nate? I've been better. First, yeah, first things first, I'm certainly not going to suggest that uh, Josh Allen plays middle line. Cool. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. But uh, I will say maybe it's looking into uh, what foot um, Bass kicks with. But I don't know. First-time listener, long-time caller. Let's go to Sean in South Carolina. Sean, what's up? How you doing? Great. Uh, I'm just curious. All these guys saying, yeah. Um, anyways, that second down play, we're down, what, I think we're probably 28-yard line. And he's thrown for the end zone, Josh Allen. 
Oh, you they were giving up that first down. They were letting him. I think it was Diggs was open. Yep. You get that first down, you let the clock run out. You don't want them to get the ball. Because you know they're going to go down and take a field goal anyways to beat us. Why are you thrown to the end zone? Well. And second down. I, 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 I get your point. And I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I, the, the, the right throw was Diggs, for sure. But he's also Josh Allen, and if he doesn't get hit right as he's throwing that football, I think he hits Khalil Shakir right in the hands, and it's a touchdown. And then they're up, and then the other then, then Kansas City has to go down and score a touchdown. And maybe they do, and then maybe at the end of the day. But at the same time, Sean, is the NFL doesn't work in perfect spheres. Like, I, I would I have wanted them to run the clock down to one second and then have a quarterback sneak over the goal line as time expired? Sure, but it just, you know, it, nothing is perfect in the NFL. And you have to be able to, when you can score, you can score, and you got to score, and you got to do that, and it is it is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm for a field goal, you know. Yeah, and listen, I, I like I like I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think at the end of the day, um it's a it I think that that was the wrong throw. I think he should have had Diggs wide open and maybe Diggs gets the first down and we're we're talking about running the clock out and scoring a touchdown, but Josh thought he had the touchdown. He was open and he just got he got hit by Chris Jones as he released the ball and it caused him to to leave it short. So, um is what it is. Let's go to Jeremy and DePew. Jeremy, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome. How you doing? Uh, sucks we lost. To me, watching the Bills play Kansas City the last few years is watching Indy playing the Patriots. And they have Brady, which is Mahomes, and we have Peyton Manning, which is Allen. I don't want to wait. McDermott, he's got to go. I don't want to wait 10 years for, like, when Tony Dungy finally won one. I think we could win a few, but I think McDermott's definitely got to go. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. Yeah, it's I, whether or not I agree with you, it kind of feels like it doesn't matter if I agree um, because it's not happening. And, and I, listen, I, I, I'm not telling you you shouldn't have the opinion. If you think they should fire Sean McDermott and you want to go on the radio and tell me, I mean, do that. I mean, that's your, it's your prerogative. I just think you're crazy if you think they're going to fire him. I just They're, they're not going to. If they did, it wouldn't surprise me if I was wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But, you know, I feel pretty <laughs> uh, I, I feel pretty convinced that's not going to happen. Let's get one more phone call. Uh, let's go to Marvin in Rochester. Marvin, you're on the Overtime Show. Hey, Nate. How you doing? Good. Real good. I want to talk about the defense and how I believe Von Miller. Happens. I know he's injured, but he didn't really show up this year. And I think the big problem with tonight is we didn't feed the pit. Feed, feed, feed the pit. Feed the pit. I got to go. Uh, we're going to take a timeout, and then we're going to hear from Sean McDermott on the other side. So we'll get that in, and we're going to do that, I think, uh, tomorrow on WGR. It's a playoff edition of Buffalo Bills Football Monday presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwestbank.com. Jeremy and Joe, they'll be breaking the game down in the morning. Then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. They'll have Chopin Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood with them at 4. And it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Sean McDermott on their side here on WGR. All right, welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Let's go to the podium and hear from Bills head coach Sean McDermott following tonight's disappointing 27-24 loss to the Chargers. Obviously came up on the short end tonight. Um, give the Chiefs credit. And, um, you know, didn't, didn't play um, the way we needed to, I thought, in, in two of the three phases, defensively first and, and special teams. And um, I thought offensively did some really good things, some plays still left out there, but overall um, I, I saw uh, I saw our offense, you know, I thought they had a productive night overall, moved the football, uh, possessed the football, which we knew we had to do um, against against Mahomes and, and the offense. And um, But overall, uh, we didn't do enough defensively um, to uh, – to impact the game more than we could have. Um, so, and I, I felt overall it started up front. You know, they, we allowed them to be a two-dimensional 
offense in, in the run game in particular and hit some big runs on us. And um, that was not like us um, throughout the, the, uh, the other parts of the season. So, um, uh, but I'm grateful for the fan support this year, for, for the fans tonight. Obviously not the result we wanted uh, to give everyone. Um, but I'm um, very grateful for the uh, for the support all season long. Sean, what was the challenge of your linebacking unit as you're already scraping and then you lost a couple during the game? Well, it's kind of like how it's been most of the year. I mean, guys were going down early um, and, and throughout the season, and the guys battled, and uh, just wasn't enough tonight. Uh, but in, in the course of the game, I think Tyrell went down first, and then AJ. Um, and then, um, and then AJ came back there. So and Tyrell came back. So it's just what you deal with. Sean, to come up short in this round, the third string here, is it is it disappointment grow each year, or are you still confident that this team keeps chipping away? Right yeah, I'm confident uh, in in this team. I'm confident, in Josh. I'm, you know, we have to continue to grow, and and um, I think a piece of you want to you want to get to a game like this as healthy as you possibly can. Um, uh, that's not the reason why we lost, however. Um, again, we just didn't do enough uh, defensively um, or special teams-wise enough to impact the game. Sean, what went into the decision on the fake punt? And... Yeah, I just, just felt like we were having a hard time stopping them. And uh, they were up three at the, at the time, I believe it was, and um, wanted to be aggressive. You know, you only get one chance. And so I wanted to be aggressive. Obviously, it didn't work, but, but you... But you it's a decision I made, and you live with it. So, I, you know, then we, you know, made fortunate enough to make the stop there, which which got the ball back for us. Wait, you got to consider keeping the offense out I, for the sake of being aggressive. Did, why, I guess, choose the special teams option instead of the offense? Yeah, just again, ha- hadn't done it. The, the element of surprise, maybe a little bit there. You know, felt we felt good about the look going into the week. Um, so I understand what you're saying about keeping Josh out there. Um, you know, so it's. Just where the feet, where the where we were on the field in relation to the element of surprise in that situation. Uh, again, obviously we didn't we didn't execute, uh, we didn't get it done there. But um, I'm just going to be aggressive. You mentioned the struggles on special teams. It came back to cost you in the end. What did you see on that operation uh, on, on the missed field yeah, goal? Yeah, it just looked like it got pushed right from the start. Um, I thought a couple of the field, the extra points were were going right a little bit also, and um, that wind blows usually left to right in that. And that uh, that part of the stadium there, and, and that's where the ball went. Are you concerned about Tyler's confidence at all, the way that the season has kind of ended for him? No, and and uh, we have full confidence in Tyler. Um, you know, he's cooked, kicked well for us over the years. Uh, I thought he came out early and was kicking well. The ball was coming off his foot well, and um, and then the ball started to fade a little bit. You know, in some of those extra points, and then the last the last kick, as you saw. When you the decision to have Sam play tonight while he was dealing with that injury. So we did a workout with Sam. You know, we held through the week there and tried to give him as much time as we could. And then uh, we, the, the uh, training staff, um, performed a workout with Sam and, and deemed him able to kick. And and so that's what we went with. What was the philosophy on that final possession that you had in terms of the clock management and willingness for field goal versus getting aggressive or trying to do a little bit more with the touchdown? Are you saying leading up to that point or after? Or yeah, lead it because you. Based on what you were doing, you obviously wanted to work the clock. Yeah. Um, is what the yin and the yang was on going for yardage versus working the clock. Well, we wanted we wanted yards. You always want yards and, and points first, and and as many points as you can get. The clock is a is a uh, is a secondary thought, but a thought, no doubt. Um, against a you know a quarterback like like Patrick, you want to obviously leave leave him as as uh, minimal time as possible. But the first and most important thing is points. It's been a really good team for a really long time. Um, but to get past this, this phase of the postseason, to get past the Chiefs, do you think it's going to take some small tweaks here and there? Or is, is there something structural, something bigger that has to change? With your well, no, I mean, we'll, we'll look at things um, like we always do. and. Uh, we've got to continue to to uh, to work at it. That's that's uh, that's where it starts. Is focus on. Obviously, the season just got over, but uh, we'll turn over every leaf this off season. And um, you know, I'm fully confident in this football team. Fully confident in our staff. And um, you know, 
were within a whisker of tying, tying that game and maybe even taking the lead there um, against the defending world champs. So, uh, again, we just didn't do enough, uh, starting with me, just didn't do enough tonight to, to win this game. I know, you know, you've been in this spot before. You know, as the defensive coordinator this year, the offense scored 24 points. You mentioned it was tough to get stops in this game. How much responsibility do you feel in this moment? And, you know, the defense in general. 100%. Um, that's, that starts with me. <laughs> as the head coach, number one, just like if the offense um, would, had, a, had a similar night, if they did, it starts with me, and, and I take full responsibility. Um, that's, that's, how I feel about it. that's how I feel about it. 100% is uh, we didn't do enough to, to win the game. What did you see from their defense that allowed them to take some fun digs pretty much out of the game? Uh, they got a good defense, you know. Um, they, they, uh, they're well coached. They... They fly around and they've got different, you know, coverage looks, you know, blitz looks. Um, um, so they, they have some players that, that do some, you know, up front with Chris Jones and, and some of their some of their rushers. And then the back end, they've got some guys, some athletic guys that move around. And Steph had a couple opportunities, I thought. And, um, you know, so he's, Steph, I thought, had a, had a good postseason here for us. Well, I just think overall, when we were able to get him into a third down, we, we, we were able to win those situations, but we couldn't get them into third down enough. And, you know, we finally made a couple stops uh, midway through that fourth quarter there. And, um, but again, not enough. Um, just, you know, usually starts up front and, the line of scrimmage, and, and I didn't think we, we did enough there. And then because of that, it, it starts, it becomes a two dimensional game where they're winning too many first downs, staying on the schedule, uh, in particular in the run game, and, and then you're having to defend the run and the pass at the same time, which gets difficult. Yeah, getting Saran out there helped us uh, covering Kelsey. And again, I think they were one for five, uh, one for five on third downs. and. The challenge was we just couldn't get him into third down enough, and which is surprising. Um, and you know, just the run game overall, I thought was the biggest was the biggest issue in uh, run fundamentals. There's a, there's a lot of attention to getting the Chiefs, getting a chance to play the Chiefs here. What's the level of disappointment? That way? I'm ex- extremely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you put so much time into this. You put so much time into a season, let alone this game and the preparation for it, and to come out and to not perform the way I'd hoped we would have, um, you know, it's, it's extremely disappointing and frustrating. And uh, it's a type of situation in our business where you got to spend the whole off season thinking about it. Um, but it, but it drives you harder. If that's even possible to drive someone harder, it drives you harder to to uh, come back next season and continue to work at it. Um, there's listen. There's only one team at the end of all this that's happy. Uh, I can tell you that I've been to two Super Bowls, and there's only one team that's happy. So um, it's that type of business, and, and you keep working at it. You mentioned the fake punt. Part of it was, you know, it's tough to get stops. At what point in this game did you kind of start to maybe waver in your confidence in your defense to get those stops? No, never. You know, never. They, they, listen, they've been battling all season long through injuries, through adversity, whatever it's been, and they've stepped up. Um, and, and I'm extremely proud of them for that. Tonight, we didn't do enough, starting with me. And, uh, and, uh, and so, you know, I, but, you know, I wouldn't trade any one of those guys or, or tell you that I'm not confident in those guys. I am extremely confident. That's Sean McDermott. Uh, a big thanks to Tanner, to Zach Jones, to everyone uh, involved with the show this year. Um, you know, I, I love doing this. I love uh, taking phone calls at the end of the games, even if they're not – always the best phone calls it's still fun uh, i get to do this every year it's uh it's a fun job i enjoy doing it uh, it's too bad the bills fell short again this year uh but i'll be looking forward to filling in that's when the next time you'll hear me is in the mornings and afternoons uh, and then draft time comes and uh just like that we'll be back in the middle of summer with good weather and we'll forget this all thing uh this whole thing ever happened so for me nick geary Thanks for listening uh, to our final edition of the 2023-2024 season of the overtime show here on WGR
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 